Hello everyone and what is up? I hope you've all been having an amazing week and welcome to episode number five of the Smart Sports Podcast. I am Daryl Smart. This week we are in for a treat. I like to call our guest the professor of rugby in our area, Ian Fitzgerald, fondly known as Fitz to pretty much everybody. He joins us by phone in Guelph where he is helping out with one of the Ontario programs. But that's not why Fitz is on the podcast. Last week, Fitz and his Niagara Rugby Union Thunder U18 girls team arrived home from France with gold medals around their necks. The Thunder, made up of young women from all over the NRU, including members from the Norfolk Harvesters, won the Paris World Games Rugby Sevens title. Fitz, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, great. First, how does it feel to get this gold medal? Like, when did this all come about? Um, the process actually started about two years ago. Um, a few of us who run the, the various regional programs in the province all got this invitation to, to join the Paris World Games and be in a multi-sport competition. And so myself and a friend of mine out of Ottawa who runs the Eastern Region, we got the ball rolling and we started trying to get ourselves involved in it. <clears throat> But the, uh, the tournament coordinator needed our uh, deposits right around the same time the athletes were paying for their provincial rugby. Ah. And, and so we kind of had to back out two years ago. So I spoke with the kids and, uh, and just let them know, like, financially, I just don't think you girls are going to be able to, like, deal with all of this stuff. And I, I don't want any of you having to back out. So you're all eligible again next year. So why don't we plan it for the following year? So... In the fall, we started on getting, like, a payment plan going so that when deposits were all said and done, we were already ready to go. Yeah. And and it wasn't going to be a burden when they had their provincial fees due as well. So um, a lot of them kind of had to decide on other tours they were going to attend with other teams. It's one of the cool things about Sevens is, like, so many of us are connected that if one team's going down to Tropical Sevens in Florida... You know, they'll just give a call to a few coaches. They're like, hey, you got any players? This is what I'm looking for. And so it's great. These girls have just this whole network of friends that they play with. Yeah. Uh, but some of them decline tours that they normally would have gone on because they're like, no, no, I'm going to Paris this year. And um, the reason we did it was because this core group of 2001s that we've had uh, participated in two Ontario Summer Games and were like double gold medalists. They won in... Uh, they won in 2016 and then won again in 2018. Uh, wow. So, so a great group of kids, so yeah. eh? Oh, they're just phenomenal, right? And so you get a another invitation to a multi-sport games, like at a place like Paris, and it's just like, oh, why not, right? Well, and when, when we talk to the kids, we're like, girls, like you've really set the bar for what Niagara Rugby Union Thunder is all about. So this is our way of thanking you girls and kind of this is going to be your last hurrah and, you know, we pass you on to universities and Team Canada's and all these other things. And mm-hmm. so they were really, they were really happy to even just be a part of it. And then um, we get there and <clears throat> to acclimatize, we, we went early and the girls got in a ton of sightseeing and like, how can you go wrong, right? Oh Paris. gosh. Even the, even watching the stream, uh, I watched the final and... The backdrop. Um, we were in uh, Marcoussi, yeah, which is um, just like a suburb, essentially, of Paris. And uh, but it's where the national French training facilities are, and that's where we were. And uh, it was so cool. Like 
the French men's team was there in uh, World Cup preparation. Mm -hmm. So day one, we're there, and like we got there early. So myself and the coaching staff were kind of walking around the um, the facilities, and uh, we see them doing some promotional stuff with um, with like the French rugby team. Right? There's a video going on. A couple other guys are doing some uh, some photo shoots and. It was it was cool. That's pretty awesome. So yeah. and so, how did the tournament progress for you guys? I know gold was a, gold was the end result, and yeah. I guess we'll start with that. Like, was that an expectation going into this thing? Oh God, no! And that's what we said <laughs> to the girls when we when we finally got to Marcusi and we're stand, like after we did a little tour of the facilities, we found a nice spot where we knew we'd get lots of shade for the day. And, and we just kind of said what I said to you. I'm like, girls, this is your thank you. Like, you, you're moving on, so this is it. This is the last time you girls share this jersey together. And one of, one of them came up to me after game one, and they're just like, Fitz, I actually had tears in my eyes when you were saying that, and I just chuckled. I'm like, well, you girls, you girls have been through a lot together. So, yeah, I wanted to make sure you're aware of all that kind of stuff. And um, our first game was actually against the Irish, so it was like a six-team round robin pool you played everyone once and then it was by points so uh top two went on to the final next two for bronze and the last two for uh for just like a friendly game right yeah so um the irish put a a good beating on us the first game but it wasn't as like scoreline anyways it was like 22 7 i think yeah um but we walked out of that game and it's like you know what they just played a really direct style of rugby and uh they would just offload really well in contact. So we just kind of said to the girls, I'm like, okay, if we take up those passing lanes, those aren't available anymore. <clears throat> we did a little tweaking in terms of positional roles from day one to day two. And then we just kept getting better and better each game, right? And yeah. it was just it was just a little sluggish in that first one. And they hadn't played together in a while, like being that they are all grade 12s. Well, sorry, nine of them. Nine of them are grade 12s. I put no pressure on them of being like, all right, girls, we have to be, you know, training every Saturday or something like that. Is yeah. we hadn't seen each other since May long weekend. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. So, I we knew we'd be fine because of how mature they were and just how tight they've been as a group for so long. And so, they just kept getting better and better. And the three younger ones, like, I had a, a private little chat with them throughout the tournament too, and just said, girls, you're moving on next year for this, right? And so this will this will be you girls next year leading the way, and so they they just loved it as well, and they've gone back home and told all their friends, and so now I've got kids just being like, "Yo, you doing Paris next year? We want to be involved." <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's that's so awesome. It's fun how that happens, yeah. though, and that's the one neat thing. Just over the years talking to you about rugby, and just yeah. talking about passing the torch, and you know, you always have a couple of young kids in there in in your mix, and. It really is a yeah. passing of the torch and the leadership and stuff like that. Like, is it is that typical of rugby for some of the people that are listening that aren't familiar with it? I would I would say so, especially like it, and because the community is so small as well. It's like you really just need to um, have an interest, really, in like the professional development opportunities are amazing. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm here at the at University of Guelph for this under sixteen Ontario camp, so training camp like, and. I've got the national senior women's uh, attack coach. He's coming to run a session today. Um, the head coach of Queen's University is coming and doing a defense session with us. 
we've got a girl out of Brantford senior women's team that I'm working with because our, our senior women have amalgamated mm-hmm. and she's going to come, she's going to come to a lino session. And like I met her, Oh God, when I first kind of started getting involved in like rep rugby and she was playing with a couple of Norfolk girls, then I coached her younger sister at Ontario sevens. And so, yeah, you even saw it there, right at the rep level, like yeah. the kind of passing of the torch that way. But like when I asked her and reached out to her if she was available for Friday afternoon, she's like, absolutely. And so she's literally making a point to come from Guelph and drive in here to Guelph to run a, a lineout session for the girls. And like, and she's doing that all summer long. She's running camps um, on on weekends for for young girls and rugby. And uh, it's it's unbelievable. Like these women are so incredible and just confident and powerful and. I, I try and tell people this kind of stuff about the game and it's you just get the misconception of like oh isn't it so dangerous isn't it this and I'm like it is so empowering for young girls it's just incredible and it's safe like, to be completely honest yeah. it's a lot safer than oh, other yeah. sports yeah it's, it's not as bad as people make it out to be that's for sure that's for sure so as the tournament went along you lose your first game against the Irish and then yeah. second game you you kind of got a little bit better yeah, we had uh, we had one of the uh, the French sides, and uh, they were they weren't as strong, obviously, and and so we we settled down in that game. And then our third game of day one was against the uh, the Celtic Barbarians, and they're a team out of like kind of hopped out of Alberta, and then they'll reach out to players all along the like the whole West Coast and whatever, and yeah. Um, they brought a U15 team as well. And so one of our Ontario girls, she ended up actually participating in their under 15 team. So that was kind of cool too, because we got to see one of our, our up and comers, you know, jump in and, and play for them. But it was cool too, because some of our girls have um, played nationally now. So Kendra Cousineau, girl out of um, Port Colburn, she just came home and kind of got released from the national program a little early because she's decided to come to school and, yeah. and not stay out out in uh, in Langford and train with the national sevens team. But um, when we played Celtics, there was two or three of her her teammates from out west there, and so the girls are all chatting between games and stuff like that, and like literally from coast to coast. And yet it's such a small world because they're so, they're all tightly knit, right? Well, and again, that network is so tight and close knit, right? <laughs> yeah, and so. So it was, it was good for them to all get get to see each other, and then one of the girls on the Celtics team, she's going to be heading to Queens with one of our girls. So I, I was giving our player the gears. I'm like, please tell me you went and talked to your teammate, and she's like, oh yeah, of course. I'm like, okay, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So was there any point in the tournament that you were like, or the girls were like, wow, we can actually win this thing? Um, I think I think after that Celtics game, they really settled in and like they were just so on point. Like I was worried about that game because of the caliber of their athletes as well. Yeah. And we just, we, it was a convincing win. And so me and the two staff members that were with me as well, the three of us were just like, okay, this is, this can happen. Right. And then we get to the final and, uh, we're, we're kind of owning possession, but making really silly little handling errors in the first two or three minutes. Yeah. But then we're, we're winning back the scrums. And so, um, one of our um, our forwards just ran this beautiful line. Her teammate passes her the ball, 
right through a gap and she's at full pace and this is not one of our fastest girls like she's one of our forwards yeah and she just she just flies through and i've never seen her go like this and i said that to her i'm like her nickname is noodle she's coming to to guelph here next year and I'm like, Noodle, like that, we should have had your 40 time for that because I, I swear you <laughs> ran faster than I've ever seen you run. She's like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, under under the post, we get the conversion. Um, so we, we went up the early, and then we started slinging the ball out wide. Our winger was trying to beat their girls on the edge, and she, she got tackled out of bounds twice throughout the game. Um, and so defensively on the lineout, um, we'll do a single person boost and then that way if, if there's an overthrow because you only have three girls in a, in a lineup for seven if there was an overthrow our, our third girl is kind of there just to, to pick up the ball so that, but on attack you'll use all three girls in the lineup and you'll have a front booster and a back booster we, we stole both their lineouts with a single boost and on a in a U18 girls division like most girls aren't strong enough to do that kind of stuff yeah and, and um, it was just like, oh my god, we just stole two lineups. Like that's crazy. <laughs> and uh, and you could see the Irish getting frustrated at something like that. Like that should be a gimme ball for them. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty positive we by by the end of the game, like they scored with like three minutes left, I think. But it, we were already up seventeen nothing, so then it was seventeen five. Um, and. We were just getting more and more excited on the on the bench as as a staff. We're like, this is ours, this is ours. And um, when we talked to the parents after the game, they were like just ecstatic. <laughs> like our girls were fan favorites too, because like not only was, were they oh this Canadian team, but like they saw how much better our girls were getting each game. And so like kids are coming up to them wanting to swap kit with them. And so like the the souvenirs the girls came back just from trading with other players was phenomenal like for a visor they were getting like warm-up jerseys and like, <laughs> it was crazy i'm like that's awesome that was a 15 dollar visor and you just got like a 75 dollar jersey like <laughs> that's insane that's the best part um, about some of those tournaments though isn't it uh, just the keepsakes and being able like you said being able to swap unis and stuff like that yeah yeah and it was funny because uh we stayed in uh a uh, hotel that was kind of like hostel style almost like mm-hmm. certainly wasn't like four seasons or anything like that and uh there was a, a group of u14 boys that were at the same hotel and the parents were telling us that one of them had their little portable speaker and throughout our game they were playing the canadian national anthem like, that's hilarious <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> that's gotta feel good to know that you guys have had that much like have touched other teams and other people, especially at a country like that, that's got to be pretty cool. And do the kid, do the kids know that? Like, were they aware of all this stuff? Yeah, yeah. When they heard that, because like their parents were telling them, and so I think it was one of them even telling me that they were like, "Yo, you should hear what my mom just said," and and told us that, and it was it was pretty pretty crazy. And then to find out, like you know that you're working with some intelligent humans to start, but like. I think out of our team of 12, we had six girls that were bilingual. I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> I, I'm awful. Like, I'm awful with languages. It's almost embarrassing. Uh, but, and these girls are just, they're such leaders anyways that they just, everywhere we went, it was just constantly being uh, French language speaking. I was like, it was, it was awesome. Like, to, 
I, I was so impressed with them that it was it was overwhelming at times. It was it was awesome. It says a lot about you guys as a, as a coaching staff too to pick the right kids and to find the right kids and and the parents as well. Just they're raising good kids. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and yeah, it was just it was nice to cap it off like that because and parents were were sending us feedback as well and just kind of saying like you guys are really doing this right and they the comments we were getting back is that you guys are building humans and you're building character in these kids. It's not just about rugby and it's like. Mm-hmm. And, and I was I was really happy to read those and just and thank the parents for that as well because that's that's what we've always been about. When people come back to us and ask questions about our program, um, they'll throw words like elite around, and and we always clarify it's like we are a development program. Yeah. And our our goal is to upskill these players, yes, and and get them better at rugby, and give them a small taste of what it might be like to move on to an elite level. So. Yeah. And that's the that's the right that's the right approach though, man. It really is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it, and to know that like we're gonna take kids in, in grade eight sometimes, mostly grade nines, and and we want four years with them. We want them good in grade twelve. We don't want them good in grade nine. And, yeah. You know, burning themselves out and then quitting by grade eleven. We want them to love the game, right? Well, exactly. And well, yeah, and move on and and take take our jobs really right. Come back and coach and be a role model to the younger females that will join our game five, ten years down the road. Almost full circle, Almost like you were saying circle. about passing the torch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what is what is all this, and like the NRU program and all this stuff, what kind of an impact does it have even locally? I know there were a couple of local girls on the team as well. Yeah, we had we had four four girls from, uh, from our Norfolk team on there. Um, I think the biggest thing is is that who were they before? Okay. Who were they before uh, I? Uh... Yeah, so we had Emma Scott with us and Abby Anderson, and those two like they started with me when they were in grade seven, wow. and and that's kind of what I was saying, right? It's like, I, and I always remind remind those two. It's like, don't worry, like you'll get there, right? And so we had those two. Um, Daniela Michaud started with me in grade nine. I remember her. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then a girl named Chihinga Palata, and she came with us when she was in grade 10, so she started one year later. And it was uh, right around the time of the first uh, Sevens Olympics Games, so 2016 was when we got Chi. And she was playing rep soccer with one of my high school players, and they, they just were like, oh my God, have you seen the Sevens rugby on TV? And she was like, yeah, I really want to play that. That's and cool. so my high school, yeah, my high school player was like, "Well, come to Norfolk then, because our our coach coaches Team Ontario." And so next thing you know, she comes out, and she is just a, a sweet, sweet girl. She's like five foot eleven and <laughs> super strong. Uh, like when I met her, it looked like she had already had a strength and conditioning program. Like it looked like she'd been doing Olympic lifts since she was like six. Like just. <laughs> every two weeks 
um, indoor with the University of Guelph. And it's kind of now become a central hub for uh, for Western Ontario, and, and it's now got even a name attached to it, an affiliation with Canada. So um, we're now kind of partnered up as the Rugby Canada Academy West in Ontario. And so nice. our NRU girls just jump in with those girls and, and get some time through the through the winter and that's when we really get a chance to see the girls who are one that are c- going to be committed to it and really want to really want to do this and they just get better at a really patient level right that's amazing that's and amazing. just the pipeline yeah, and pipeline. it's a, it's a big deal for this area especially and rugby one of those sports that is just growing and growing exponentially and to have something like this it's just amazing yeah it's awesome well, uh, thanks well, for joining us. Really appreciate you joining us. Um, I know yeah, you've got to get back to uh, workouts in Guelph, so thank you very much for joining us, Fitch. I really appreciate it, and congratulations on the gold, man. That's awesome. Thanks. thanks. Good talking with you. All right, take care, Fitz. All right, take care. Yeah, see you, buddy. Bye. Shout-outs. First shout-out goes to last week's guest, Hayden Halstead. Hayden was back on his home track at Gopher Dunes over the weekend and tore it up at the Rockstar Triple Crown MX Series. In the fourth stop of the series, Hayden earned his first top 10 finish of the season in the Pro 250 division. In the first moto, he placed 11th, and then he followed that up with a 9th place finish to give him 10th overall. Next up is a shout-out to the big weekend in local sports. If you're looking for something to do or watch, including the Norfolk Ram Rodeo at Timmerman's Ranch, which runs all weekend. And then on Sunday, Tour de Norfolk rolls in to the roads all around Norfolk, beginning in Delhi, while the North Shore Challenge Open Water Swim event takes place in Turkey Point in the morning on Sunday. The final shout-out goes to Oshwegan Speedway. On Monday and Tuesday, the Stars will race in the Northern Summer Nationals, featuring Tony Stewart, Christopher Bell, and Rico Ebru. Tuesday things wrap up with the Race of Champions. It's going to be a great two nights of racing. Well, friends, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. Remember, you can listen to past episodes on here and a variety of other platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Remember to head to the Facebook page, like and share it, so we can get the word out about Smart Sports Podcast. Until next time, I'm Daryl Smart, and I will talk to you later.